My name is Janine McLennan from the Larrakia tribe. I'm also Gurindji through my mother's side. My job here at Larrakia Nation is that I've, I am contracted to be a host and part of the host program is um, greeting people, the education of the Larrakia people, our culture, our lands, our peoples, and as well as greeting tourists, as well as talking to countrymen and just the respect of Larrakia country. So we try to encourage our young people to be part of our cultural activities. It's wanting the young people to know more about the Larrakia people and about their own culture and also, you know, about learning those cultures like didgeridoo playing, making didgeridoos, clapsticks, out through our artworks and everything else like that. My name's Kay Villaflor. I come from Larrakia. I'm a Larrakia person. I have a big family, lots of artists, entertainers and a big long history in Darwin. I uh, work for Larrakia Nation at the Family and Culture Centre in Yarrawonga. Uh, I started off there doing artwork and then I started into the project officer's role, mainly just connecting our schools with our culture and our children. So that's my main role. There's definite need for it so that we can stay connected to our f- families and our culture and our land. My name is Joe Raymond. I'm a Larrakia elder. And I've been teaching in primary schools, uh, teaching them our language and names of animals and plants, bush tucker. Well, I'm hoping it's on the right track. The biggest worry is to lose everything again, you know, and start from scratch all over. But, yeah, these young people just have to buckle down, learn the language and learn to respect you know, this country and everybody else's country where they go to look after people, look after each other, you know, let's hope that that doesn't die out again, trying to make it strong again. Um, my name is Nicole Brown, I'm a 34-year-old Larrakia woman born in Darwin, working as a contracts administrator with the Northern Land Council previously as a ranger with the Northern Land Council and have recently started my own business. I recently attended the Arafura Games opening ceremony, which had a very strong Larrakia influence. That opening ceremony gave me goosebumps. It opened with a traditional smoking ceremony and didgeridoo players and our elders were walked into the arena. It was such an inspiring showcase of Indigenous culture, particularly Larrakia culture, with predominantly all the participants being Larrakia people, and I felt so proud. My name is Deborah Call, and I was born and raised in uh, Alaska, particularly Anchorage. I was born in Palmer, which is about 40 miles outside of Anchorage. My mother is Denina, and my father is originally from uh, Colorado and is Irish-Welsh. Um, and in, if I introduce myself in Denina, it would be Yali Eshlanda, Shashida Debrakal, Eyi Denina, Kanikat Nuatana, Eshlan Kakali Eshlan. And what I just said is my name is Debrakal. I'm of the fishtail clan of the Denina in Kanik. You know, if it was by my clan, I would probably be an elder. Well, I learned a lot about my culture, not only from my mom, uh, because being Denina, she was full Denina, being born in Kanik and from her sisters or my aunts. As I grew, got older, it was from anthropologists, archaeologists. But my Aunt Catherine, she always had traditional foods, 
and she would tell us a lot of the traditional stories. Today, <laughs> much different. But, you know, so much of the information is available through the internet. But what you miss in that is the close family ties. You certainly learn the structure of the language, you learn what we ate, uh, but you don't remember the smiles, you don't remember the taste of the smoked salmon as she just got it out of the freezer, or you know she just cut it up after taking it out of the smokehouse. You don't smell the smoke that comes from the alder wood. You don't feel the touch of somebody saying, you got that right. Those types of things that you have the personal interaction with really make the culture. My name is Adam Leggett. I am a Denina Athabascan from the native village of Iklutna, and I currently serve as the treasurer for our traditional tribal council. Um, I grew up here in Anchorage, Alaska. I didn't know much about my culture growing up. And uh, after graduating high school, I ended up joining the U.S. Navy and had a chance to travel the world um, but it wasn't until uh, my grandma got sick and ended up passing away that I really started to get an interest in learning more about my culture and finding out, uh, you know, about our village of Eklutna and where we came from and uh, that side of my history. I guess the turning point for me really wanting to move back to Alaska after the Navy and college was an internship I did in 2007 and uh, we'd hear from Alaska Native leaders on the history, the issues, um, the things going on in the Native community. And it was then that I realized that I wasn't the only one that uh, wasn't connected with my Alaska Native heritage and that didn't know the history and, uh, you know, that it was okay. And it was a learning process. Another key event that's connected me to my Alaska Native heritage was uh, in 2008, attending our, the Klutna Potlatch powwow. And um, just being out in the woods, being amongst other Alaska Natives, um, hearing the, the drums, the songs, seeing the dances, um, just kind of taking it all in. That was really, that was really important to me and uh, made me feel a lot more connected to my village. My name is Rodney McCord. I'm from Tionic, Alaska. Tionic is located 60 air miles southwest of Anchorage on the west banks of Cook Inlet. We are Denine Athabascan, and we are the Tabona people. Uh, Tabona means the beach people in the Denina language. Tionic is a really, really beautiful village. It's a community of 150 people. We're just like in the beginning stages of, you know, revitalizing our, our old ways. And we recently uh, revitalized the potlatch in the Denina region. And uh, we invited the Atna people, and we we uh, took turns singing songs from our region. We Dinaynas, we sung our songs loud, and they sung, sung their songs even louder. And then we'd come back even louder. And it was the most beautiful thing to hear. I never really had any interest in my culture until later in life. And, you know, whenever I was trying to sober up, you know, I kind of had to have something to do. So... I went back to my roots and I wanted to learn more about my culture. Yeah, we, we have these recordings and we're trying to learn them the best we can so we can pass that down, but it's really hard. The way they sing it is the right way to sing it. It's how they talk and, you know, the dialect. 
a lot of it has to do with the drum beat too you know you got to get the drum beat and the song and how they sang it all correct you know because i kind of feel like if you don't sing it right it's kind of like almost like disrespect you know um you just got to be able to sing it right and how it's supposed to be sung there's a pressure are you doing it right um because it hasn't been handed down the the exact way that we want it to be handed down is verbally with practice the risk of you know saying it wrong or doing it wrong and um i can only try do my best but i do have those sometimes really embedded fear on making sure that it's right growing up my great grandfather was jailed for using his language so there was horrible stories from my grandfather and my grandparents around not wanting to talk language because of the trauma that was inflicted on them as children the way that i would like to learn it traditionally is from my elders and that's the way i should do it because then that sets a firm belief in me that i'm doing it the right way i feel having grown up in darwin in a predominantly urban setting i lack culture and ties to the land. I don't have a family totem. I don't have song lines passed down from myself. I don't have a cultural connection to Mother Earth. So I do fear for future generations of my family that culture will be bred out of them altogether if something isn't done now. In the last five years, I've made it a priority to find my culture to to try and connect somehow and become a leader for my people and a role model for the community and um, slowly I'm ticking the boxes that I think I need to tick and becoming more actively involved in my community and aware of culture and the different cultures that are available and that not one are all the same. And that's what needs to be understood as well is that during colonisation, we were actually stopped from speaking our language. We were stopped from practising our language. We were stopped from singing our songs and basically anything culturally we were stopped from doing. And if we were found doing them, then we were given fines. And because we didn't have money to pay those fines, we were then imprisoned. So there's, there was a lot of consequences back in the early days of colonisation that affect us today, but we are, are still here and we are still trying to practise them because there are people here that do know those things and pass them on to their generations, to the next generation and on to the next generations. That's, that's what I'd like to see more, to, to revitalise our language and so we can start singing our old songs back and where we can do that, we can do it with them. Um, other people from other tribes, the same songs, same ceremonies go from here through Adam Land, all back around. And get taught our old songs and then start singing them back in our language. Get the younger people into that play the drew and how to clap the rhythm and all that, and then bring our dance back. The Larrakee art, that's been lost, but I know for a fact that they got some old Larrakee paintings in the museum, and I've seen them. And that's real hard uh, rock, like cross-axe um, line work. So now they've been donated to them, but really they should be donated back to us so we can teach 
how young it is, our traditional art. But there are a lot of good um, artists. It's just a beautiful thing, yeah. It's ancient, um, it's within us, and, you know, every artist, even though we might have the same stories and carry the same message, it comes out differently. So, and it's it's all about the stories, you know, around it. Every piece of art that I do or I deliver with the children in the school, there's always a story attached to that piece of art. We've got such a rich culture that is shared through art, painting, weaving, but I think that this really, really needs to be pushed in schools and educating both Indigenous and non-Indigenous children about where we fit into things, where we came from, our history, the, the strong Indigenous people that are paving the way for our future. I think technology plays a really big part in sharing culture because it's a, a worldwide platform a worldwide communication tool to be able to share those stories encourages and empowers people to be better versions of themselves all over the world those positive messages are are being shared for one and all to see throughout social media platforms such as Facebook and YouTube and Instagram I think it's a positive impact. You know, so many people will probably say it's negative if you just look at, you know, people looking at iPhones all the time or just working on the computer all the time. But what I do with it is through Connect uh, is a website that has the Denina language and it has the audio and it allows me to practice the language uh, through elders speaking. Today, technology impacts culture in a big way. Just being able to record it and being able to practice it. And that's pretty amazing. Just learn the old traditions. Learn your culture values. Learn the stories. Keep the songs and the stories alive. The stories your grandmas and your grandpas and your uncles and your aunties used to tell you. Tell those to your kids. Tell those to your nephews, tell them to your nieces, so that they can tell their their kids, their nephews, and their nieces. For the young Denina, I would, like I said, just really learn your language. I, the language expresses who you are. You can take it with you wherever you go. You don't have to dress it, you just have to talk it. And through the talk, you, you pick up who you are and you pick up you know, the the essence of our culture. Because without the language, you're mute. What have you got left? You can't think in Denina if you can't speak it. It's a symbiotic relationship between thinking and speaking. And that speaking says who you are. This program was produced by Gayer Osborne on behalf of City of Darwin in partnership with Larrakia Nation, the Alaska Native Heritage Centre and KNBA with co-production by John Sally and featuring Janine McLennan, Kay Villafloor, Nicole Brown, Deborah Call, Adam Leggett, Rodney McCord, Joe Raymond. City of Darwin acknowledges that this program was produced on Larrakia and Denina traditional lands.